With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's Wednesday afternoon and we're excited to be on the air. Your hosts for today's show are Robert Brining and Jack McEnroe. They will be taking your calls and speaking out on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That's 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause IM Radio. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Pause IM Radio. I am your host, Robert Brining, joined by my co-host, Jack McEnroe. Jack, how are you making out today, man? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty today? good. Uh, well, I spent the whole morning li- waiting for the uh, dishwasher repair guy, and, you know, they give you that window from, like, <laughs> eight, <laughs> 8 to 1, and he yeah, never right. showed up, and the parts that came were wrong. It's just been kind of a hot mess, but I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> it's been it's gross now because it's been broken for a week, and there's water in there, and it's like starting to smell. It's really disgusting, but whatever. It's a little off topic, but you know that's been my morning. It's very glamorous. <laughs> oh, you're funny. What's going on with you? Um, nothing much. Um. Just basically um, enjoying myself. Me and my partner don't have to go out too much and do things just like hanging out and having fun. So we kind of made a pact on together to get out of the house. And, right. And um, Monday we went tubing um, down the river. Oh, cool. Did you get fried? What you say? Did you get fried? No, it wasn't that hot. <laughs> wasn't that hot, but it was fun, and, and, and it was exciting and relaxing, you know, just to float four hours down the river, right? Know, and, and with the with the currents and stuff, so it was pretty cool. I, I have pictures on Facebook if people want to check it out, um, but um, we have a, an exciting guest to have on today. I'm really, really excited to have him on. He uh, is very inspiring. His name is Brian Jackson, and he's 18 years old, and um, he just graduated high school, and he is... Um, HIV positive, and just to give a little rundown of about Brian's story before he comes on, um, Brian was a baby when his father entered his hospital room and injected him with a syringe of HIV pain and blood into his body. Um, and this was um, what his father did to get out of paying child support. He tried to basically kill Brian. And, you know, Brian was, didn't find out until he was five years old when he was diagnosed with HIV. And from then on, he was given months to live. And he is now 18 years old. He just graduated high school. And he's, you know, choosing now to speak publicly about, you know, his story. And I think it's inspiring that he's going to come on and talk about what he's doing now, his organization, Hope is Vital, and and things of that nature. He's going to talk about uh, being a counselor for the first time at a camp called Camp Kindle that he used to go to growing up. So it'll be kind of very interesting to talk about what it's like to go through high school being HIV positive and was there that stigma, you know, how bad was the stigma? Because I know, I don't know because I wasn't positive during high school, but I know that people can be mean in high school. Yeah, people can be mean in high school. I, I would hope that there's some sensitivity, like, towards that and that, you know, especially on the part of the, the administrators that they actually, you know, maybe had an assembly or I don't know. I'll be interested to hear how they approach the whole subject matter. But, yeah, people, especially, you know, really young people are kind of uneducated and, and that's just, you know, they're young. That's, that's part. I actually got a, an email from someone that's like um, uh, on Facebook actually that said, you know, I, I love you on Project Runway. He's like, I'm, I hope they find a cure for HIV and I hope you feel better. And I was thinking, I feel fine. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people just don't realize what, especially when you're, and the kid was only 16. So, I mean, I appreciate the sentiment, 
But it's like, I guess, I wrote back, I'm like, actually, people with HIV usually, unless they have a, an illness, feel fine. I feel fine all the time, but thank you for your concern. You know, I think some people do still have a lot of misconceptions, and I think particularly young people, you know, so it should be interesting to talk to them. Yeah, actually, he's on the line now, so I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. Cool. Let's see if we can get him to come on. Brian Jackson, welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Hello. Hey, Brian, how are you? <laughs> I am uh, great. Um, I'm kind of tired um, for the past two days. We've been dealing with a bunch of kids here at Camp Kindle, and that's like a camp for kids infected and affected by HIV and AIDS, and I am working here for a week, and it has been great so far, and it's a blessing to be here. So. How, uh, how, how long? So you're there for a week. How long have you been there so far? What was that again? Am I, is my connection bad? I keep getting an echo. But um, how long have you been at the camp so far? Um, this is my seventh year attending. Okay. And it's your first. It's your first time being a counselor, correct? It, I'm not a counselor. I'm actually a uh, support staff, and um, we run around and well, basically what I do is I run around and make sure the camp's running clean and. I mean, making sure everybody has what they need, making sure everybody's just where they're supposed to be at, um, setting up evening programs, and just and now it's called with our Speak Out program. So. It's called it's, it's called Project Kindle. Is the I mean, how can people find out about it? Can they go? What's the website? Um, I believe if you visit uh, either campkindle.org for the camp, um, but if you want to learn more about uh, Project Kindle, which uh, Camp Kindle is a branch of, then I would go on to uh, projectkindle.org. That's great. And it's really cool because um, I have a connection to Camp Kindle because I um, we did fundraisers the last two years, uh, me and my partner, we do different things, and I actually collected 500 Beanie Babies and donated them to Camp Kindle because there's actually two of them. Right, Brian? There's one in California and then one in Nebraska. Yes, and uh, just to let you know, Eva, was, Eva Payne was speaking very widely of you this morning oh, when I thanks. mentioned your name. So oh, that's great. She said you're a great guy. Oh, that's nice. Um, and, and it was just really cool that, you know, that happened to be where you're at today and, and that I had that connection with that camp because I, I just randomly picked that camp, so... Um, it kind of felt good to, to have somebody from that camp come and, and speak with me since you've been there, you know, throughout, you know, the last seven years. I, I recently, yeah. before you came on, I touched a little bit about on your backstory and, and everything, and I just wanted to bring it forward to now, and I just want to know what made you want to, because you started speaking, I believe I saw a video of you at 15 years old, right? Um, maybe. <laughs> um, I've been doing it since, uh, 12, 13, so around 12 and 13 is when I first started, um, and that happened. That was my second year. I went to uh, Camp Kindle, and um, they introduced me to a speak out, the Speak Out program, which stands for um, Sharing Personal Experiences and Knowledge, Our Unique Truth, and their goal is to go to different schools, colleges, and educate people about the HIV virus and give campers the opportunity to um, share the personal stories of living with it. About how, how, and, go ahead. Um, I sorry. Okay. Right, so uh, so um, the, that year I um, began starting this for them. Our first uh, trip was up to, uh, uh, I believe, Lincoln, Nebraska. And um, years, like two years later, I uh, get a phone call from Washington, D.C., and these people wanted me to come out and be a good um, a lobbyist for uh, Save ADAP, which is a drug assistance program. Um, for Ryan White, Title Two. Right, we so, love it up. And then I uh, 
eventually became the goodwill ambassador for uh, T2K and out there. And I continued to do that, and then after a while, I just just continued to do speak out, and now um, I have my own organization where I have my own opportunities to do that. So, which is hope is vital, correct? That is hope is vital. By the way, so, that is. So, uh, what we were talking about before you came on the line uh, quickly was kind of the, all the work you've done. Obviously, is really amazing and great, and we commend you for that. Um, but what was your personal experience like? Just, I mean, high school is hard for everyone. I mean, but I think you being, I'm assuming you, since you were on the speaking circuit, that you were fairly public about your HIV status even before high school. So how how was that experience? What, was there was there weird questions towards you? Was there a negative, anything negative that happened to you, or was it a positive experience? Um, it was a very long and depressing way. Um, in the in the beginning, when I was first diagnosed, um, it started off as a family, you know, trying to pick the side should be keep this, keep them in the family, or should we just kind of block them off, you know? And then it started the beginning with uh, neighbors and friends, you know? And it's not just me. I mean, this is uh, my entire family pretty much, like my sister, and I didn't get invited to birthday parties, and we... Sometimes we didn't get invited to uh, go on play days and stuff. Um, then school starts. And, you know, school wasn't really for sure if they wanted me there. So they uh, they were suggesting this homebound situation. It's where you go to school for an hour and that's one day. And a teacher comes to visit you. And it's kind of like Ryan White all over again, you know. And what year was this? And what? What year was this? Um, I believe this was um. I forget. I was around like seven years old. Is yeah. So I, and it, it wasn't that long ago. It was only like it was like eleven or twelve years ago, and. You would, the public was pretty educated yeah. by then, so I'm really surprised. That, like, I mean, but I mean, I'm surprised that I'm not well, surprised. Well, you'd be because, surprised how much the public's not educated these days because yeah, you know. That's true. Um, I still, um, even though I'm doing my role in my hometown, educating people about this virus, I still um, put up with a lot of oh, you, it would be excellent if you and my. Do- that you my dad is friend, but then when you pursue more when when you want to be in a relationship like a dating couple um it's like oh that's not happening sorry right i don't you know, and people still believe that you can get h i v through kissing, yeah, and I'm just like i'm I'm not really I'm just kind of like, oh, am I not preaching this well enough or do I need to preach it more and you know well we so, all need to keep preaching it hmm? we, I said we all need to keep I mean like you said the the general public is fairly ignorant until it yeah but I mean them. like a lot of people are afraid to go to stand before the crowd and stand five minutes longer than everybody else and be that hero because of the great stigma we have here in America. I mean, there are people who are afraid to, there are parents who are afraid to tell their children that they're HIV positive, and finally when they tell them they're HIV positive, they've already had sex with multiple partners or something. Right. And, I mean, I just think that we should be looking at where Hope is Vital comes from is I think we should be looking at a new meaning for of HIV and that new meaning of HIV is hope is vital, no longer human immunodeficiency virus. We need to look at it as hope is vital, and we need to look at it that there are other people out there already standing up, and we need help. 
it's not an easy field. We, I mean, I'm praying that other kids will this week who I'm teaching and speak at will say, hey, I want to speak out. You know, I want to share my story. Right. How hard is it? I mean, like when you're there and you're you're talking to these these kids who are younger than you, um, what are their responses to you when you're done speaking? Like, do do most people like after you well, speak the, out want to start speaking out themselves or like what is their response? most of them do? And um, like I, I I this girl she's just like talking about how great I am and how awesome I am, and I'm just like. You know, I'm not really that awesome. You know, I think God's more awesome than me, and there are other people out there who are more awesome than me. I'm just another average Joe just doing my duty to my country. So, you know. Yeah, I think that's why camps like that, like Camp Kindle, are so important because, in a way, they're building the next, you know, generation of activists. When going there and you're, um, ha- and you're you're teaching these people to speak out and, and to not be afraid. Yeah, and they they and we're we're all about building hope in these kids. We're all about building inspiration in these kids. And um, I I told kids yesterday I gave this like very inspirational speech, and I said you know. It's okay to be afraid at first, but sooner or later, we're going to have to overcome our fears. We can't be afraid of this all our life, because sooner or later, you're going to have to do it. And wouldn't you rather do it now out of fear than later in fear? You know what I'm saying? Right. And I also told them one of the biggest things we need to do is we need to lose the bitterness we have. Yeah, there's always going to be people who call you names and whatnot, but we got to be the bigger people. we got to set the example. There might be some stone thrown at us, but we say, hey, no, we forgive you and lose the bitterness. And that will, like, open up our heart more and will give us more opportunities to spread the word and not the virus. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, well, I think... Back, go ahead, Go ahead. Well, no, I just think that that's, a, that's a, a great... I mean, it's a process, and it's an individual process for everyone to go through. Um, but I think when you kind of become um, just comfortable in your own skin with with everything about yourself, with, you know, HIV, whatever else is going on in your life, then then what other people say and how they act towards you doesn't really bother you. So, I mean, it, it's just the process, it's the process of becoming secure with yourself. And then, like you said, Brian, you, 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 then you can send out the, me- you can send out a positive message. And um, I think it affects a lot of people. So it's great what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, Brian, one of the things I wanted to really uh, talk a little bit about is actually what it was like in high school for you because um, a lot of people a lot of people don't experience you know going most people don't experience going through high school HIV positive and i know that you were called you know certain names just because you were HIV positive like people called you gay and and you know that that's something that you just don't throw at people i mean people called me gay in high school you know what i mean how how did you deal with that? Like, was it something like that happened all the time? Um, it was more that was like a little more middle school, and yeah, that did put me in a deep depression mode in middle school. But then, you know, sooner or later, I I, I found the truth. And, you know, I I found God, I found hope, and then stuff started kicking in. You know, and I just ignored what everybody said. You know, and Really, just once I got to high school, you know, they they kicked me off the wrestling team because I'm positive, and people still just know, and they they still do sometimes whisper stuff about you, and 
all you can do is just say, all I said to myself is, you know, not really their fault. I haven't went to my own hometown and made sure they have the right education, you know. And so um, I believe it was sophomore year, I uh, go on local news in my hometown and I uh, announced that, yes, it is true, I am HIV positive. I'm, I do have AIDS. I was that boy who was injected with HIV. And I just want the world to know that I am... Um, I forgive my dad for what he did to me, and I also forgive everybody else but they before me did. You know, I lost the bitterness right there, and then this huge rock just comes off me. I go back to school the next day, and kids are, like, saying sorry, you know, and then also the health classes ask me to teach there, and so, like, everybody basically... By the time I graduated high school, everybody had a decent understanding of what HIV really is. Wow, so. that's amazing that you, you did that, you know what I mean? And, and you educated people who who was were so mean to you instead of, you know, like following. I think it was just a, a great thing for you to do because that's actually how I found you. Somebody sent me a link to um, an MSNBC interview that was done with you or an article that was written on you, and I just thought it was very courageous to do it at such a young age. You know what I mean? Like, what made you want to, I mean, because of of the way that things happened and the way that you were infected and how maybe, you know, that could have gave you, you know, some sort of negativity in mind thought, but where did, I just totally lost my thought. Can you believe that? (laughs) What made you want to go public again and re, like, kind of, go back and bring all that stuff back into the public again? Um, it was more of a, I guess we need to bring it back, and because HIV is hiding. I, I don't see one billboard out there in my hometown saying, hey, have you got tested for HIV? I haven't seen one billboard out there that says, oh, HIV, um, spread the word, not the virus. You know, I'm not seeing any billboards talking about this. I'm I'm rarely seeing it on the news. It's not in the public. I mean, I I feel like a bunch of schools are like close to it, and they're not making a big deal of it. I mean, HIV is a big deal. It's infecting millions of people worldwide, and we're just keeping our mouths shut about it. Some of us are. Kudos. And. You know, we we got to go public. We got to stand up. We got to just do what we got to do to get the word out there and say HIV is still here. And people are still affected with it. Does a part of you feel like, because I know it does for me, that since you don't see those billboards up in, you know, anywhere, or you don't see, you know, commercials or anything like that, or it's in the public, does it make you feel like maybe as if you feel like you're invincible? Because that's what it made me feel like. Like it didn't it makes exist you feel like invincible? Yeah, like, like it made me feel like I didn't exist and the virus that I have doesn't exist. It doesn't matter to anybody because I don't see it out there being educated or broadcasted to, to educate people. I guess I could kind of felt that way. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Really. I no, that, was, that, that was a good question that really hit me. I don't know. No, I think I think any time when I mean you know you you guys are both really young, but like in the in the early '80s and in the late '80s and early '90s, there was there was a lot more people that were visibly sick and dying, and there was a lot more billboards, advertising, you know, magazine articles and. Stuff that said, you know, HIV was really on the tip of everyone's tongue, HIV and AIDS. And now you're you're correct, Ryan. It's really because there's treatments that are effective, people don't talk about it as much as they should. And, um, you know, yeah, people still are being infected actually at higher rates than more than ever now because they think it's okay to be, you know, engaged in risky behavior because there is treatment available. So it's just really important to keep keep delivering the message, as you say, and um, spread the message, not the virus, and 
remind everyone over and over and over. That's why we do the show, and that's why we talk to people like you. Is it, it needs to? You can never say it too much because there's always people that don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah. And this just slipped my mind. You know, you you see all these people that have. Um, pink stickers on the back of the car, or this other type of cancer, or support your troops on the car. How many people have a red ribbon magnet on the back of their car? Hardly anyone. I never see it. Yeah, I mean, that's how much it's hiding from public. Because, I mean, those magnets are kind of more personal than um, public, you know, and you don't really see those. Well, and I think that also has to do with fighting fighting the stigma of HIV. It's like, it's cool to say support the troops. It's cool to, you know, stand up for breast cancer and all that. And it's like, it, it, you really, it's, Wasn't why you know. Why don't make it cool to stand up for HIV somehow, you know? Yeah, I think there's a negative, there's a, a, there's a stigma about about advertising support or involvement in HIV issues, which we need to get rid of. So, you know, that's just the way it is, which we have to fight. So, Brian, tell us a little bit about um, the organization that you're starting, Hope is Vital. Um, Hope is Vital is a nonprofit. Um, and what we do is we're kind of similar to uh, Project Kinder's uh, Speak Out program. And... What I want to do is um, I want to kind of mix things up. I want to, like, get people thinking, oh, this is awesome, you know, by, like, putting on concerts, putting on dances, you know what I'm saying? And just along with that, sometimes I like to spread the word of God. And it's, I know about a lot of people, but a lot of, what pulled me through a lot of things and what brought me hope was trusting Jesus and, you know, uh, it, that's a really big thing for me and I stand by it really strong. But um, and I, so hope is vital. We go to different schools and churches and co- colleges. That's what we're trying to do. And, uh, give a presentation on what HIV is, um, how you can get it, how you can't get it. And then we talk about the stigma so other people can help us try and do something about it. And we, and what the PowerPoint is pointing out is HIV is just not a, it's not a gay disease, it's not a prostitute disease, it's, and all that. It's, just HIV, and it can affect anybody, anywhere, and everybody's just like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. And I think what's bigger, more bigger for that, oh, never mind, never mind. I lost my thoughts. (laughs) 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 And uh, people can find information on Hope is Vital at hopeisvital.org, which has his contact information. Now he's in the middle of redesigning his website. Yes. So I just put that in there. And um, if anyone out there listening would like to call in and make a comment or ask Brian a question, you can call in at 347-215-9442, or you can ask a question in the chat room if you don't want to call in. Um, now, Brian, is, is being an activist, is that something that, like, you always wanted to do, or is it something that just kind of, all the stigma around it kind of... It was something more God-given than something I've always wanted to do. You know, I've always thought about just trying to live a normal life and um, just going to school. And I wanted to be a movie. Like in middle school, I had this weird idea that probably almost every middle school kid is, oh, here's a good way to make money. Let's be a movie star. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> uh, but you know, I just started speaking, and then I got into it, and then I felt like it's more God-given than what I wanted to do because I could, 
like when I was in elementary and beginning of middle school, I could never picture myself where I am at today being this great speaker and inspiring millions of Americans and maybe people worldwide I'm inspiring, I don't know, but so yeah. So you do you you just graduated from high school this this uh, spring, correct? Come again? You just graduated from high school, uh, right? Yes, yes, sir, I did. So do you what, be, beyond like what do you, what what's the future hold for you? Like, do you obviously you'll keep speaking and doing your work with Hope is Vital, and do you have other interests? Like, do you want to continue your education? What do you plan to do? Um, this is pretty much um, what I want to do. But um, someday I want to uh, transfer over to politics. Um, ever since I started lobbying in D.C., I fell in love with politics. Um, I was very big in uh, last year's election, and it was just pretty awesome to be involved in stuff like that. And um, they're basically the people who you elect to help run America, and I believe that we need better politicians than some of the ones we already have. So. That's kind of interesting because last week, um, Brian, uh, me and Jack had uh, the mayor of West Hollywood um, on uh, John Duran, who is an openly uh, HIV-positive politician, and he's like one of four in the United States. So um, that may be somebody you may want to check in and look up and, and, and you know, see what it's all about because he's, um, he's a very inspirational guy and, and, you know, he's involved in the politics, so that might be something you want to check out. All right. I'll, I'll look into that. That sounds interesting. I have a caller here on the line, so I'm going to bring them on. Caller 636, Sarah, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Um, this is uh, Jennifer Jackson, Brian's mother, actually. <laughs> oh, hey. Hello, Brian's mom. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> Hi, Brian. Actually, I was just wanting to call because I just wanted to say that Brian does a wonderful job at trying to educate people and, and get the message out. And, and Brian's big message, too, is that um, one partner, one possibility, because a lot of people don't understand that, it, it, again, it's not a gay disease, it's not a prostitute disease, it's not a drug user disease, it's, it's a health diagnosis. And, and I have to um, give Brian kudos at the fact that you know, he stands strong in the fact of, you know, even if people uh, do want to label HIV-positive people with those those titles or those tags, that he stands strong that, you know, um, if if you've had one partner, that's one possibility, and you need to get tested and, and always um, practice safe sex. And, you know, there's even people out there that, oh, well, I'm infected, you're infected, let's, you know, it, obviously we can't get reinfected, but, you know, that's what causes the super viruses. And, I think Brian stands strong and, and stands firm that, um, you know, he wants to educate the masses. And, and when he wants to go into politics, it's because he wants to make changes with the labels that people put on others and that uh, he wants to make a difference with, within the nation, within the world, and, and basically do the right thing. Excellent. Well, I'll vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's funny that you called in because I was – I was just going to make a comment about you and, and how I wanted to give you kudos for being so supportive for Brian because usually, you know, not every parent would like their son. Like, I know my mom at first didn't want me to go public about my status. So, uh -huh. you know, for you to stand by him and support him is an amazing thing. It's It's been a rough road, you know, between the labels that people want to put on you as well as, um, I walked, when Brian was severely sick with full-blown AIDS, I walked away from college, from pre-med scholarships, from a lot of different things and devoted myself to uh, his health and his well-being. And it, it caused a lot of problems with our family life on the whole. And But it, it's one of those that I would hope any parent would do is, is be supportive um, with their, their child's diagnosis as well as... Um, be supportive and loving them and and helping them find their path and and especially when he's chosen a path that is one that 
he wants to impact people in a positive manner and, and change the outlook of, of how people look at, at this diagnosis and say, you know, it's, it's not what you think and, and that it's about loving everyone and, and putting your foot forward as to being good people, not pointing fingers. Absolutely. So, and, and I think at such a young age, I do have to say, too, that at such a young age, he's really trying to make an impact. And um, I don't know too many 18-year-olds that could be doing what he's doing and, and stand strong in it. Yeah, it's very yeah. impressive. So. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say, and um, I appreciate you guys having him on as well. <laughs> Our pleasure. All right, you guys have a blessed day. Thank you. Love Thank you. Bye. you. Bye. That's so cute. Bro, your mom's cute. <laughs> <laughs> calling in. Um, and if anyone else would like to call in, you can give us a call at 347-215-9442. You can call in and ask a question or make a comment about Brian. No, I think, Brian, it's really impressive that you are doing what you do at such a young age, like your mom said. It's like, you know, I mean, you were faced with this kind of looked like a fairly bleak situation. And as your mom said, there, you know, it wasn't always easy, and it's not always easy. But I think, you know, the impact that you desire to have on the world and our nation, I mean, it's happening already. And I think... You know, like you said, the work that you do is bigger than you. It's going to make a difference to, a, 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 you know, a countless number of people. And especially because you are so young, I think, you know, young people that wouldn't necessarily listen to someone my age will be like, oh, that doesn't matter to me, that doesn't affect me, will see themselves in you. And, you know, you, you'll be able to affect a lot of, of young people, which is so great that you're working in this camp as well because, I mean, that's, you know, it'll make a huge difference in people's lives. Yeah. I also want to give a little uh, heads up about my mom. Um, you know, I believe if it wasn't for uh, her, then I really wouldn't be where I was today. I mean, she is a very, a very strong, independent woman, and she does so much for the family. She would do anything for her kids, and she's just an awesome person, and God, and does, like, has a good heart of service. Um, she, right now, she's currently the chair of uh, Greater St. Louis Honor Flight, and she dedicates some of her time to it. And what they do is they transport World War II veterans um, out to Washington, D.C. to see their memorials before they die. And um, before that, she was on the board at Youth in Need. And, you know, just seeing my mom, how good-hearted she is, uh she just is really amazing and so strong and strong in faith. And, I mean, I feel if my mom was not the person she is, then I probably wouldn't even have the mind to go down this path. And so she played a big, played a big role in my life, and I'd like to thank her for that. So, you know. Right on. <laughs> You're cute. That is so cute. <laughs> I think it's just so cute. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so what, what did it feel like to put on that cap and gown and graduate when... Um, it was, like, really exciting, you know. I mean, I'm just standing there, like, before the ceremony, and I'm just thinking over things. I'm like, wow, I'm not even supposed to be here today. And I asked one of my friends, you know, who do you think would be sitting next to you if I died when I was five? And he said, I don't know, man. And That's was, crazy. And a little thing, you know, the day before that, uh, <laughs> CBS was uh, filming me and my local news was filming me and the lady she's like she had a message up by uh saying hope is alive hiv is brian jackson's new organization <laughs> and um she also uh i didn't know they were filming me at the time but they said uh, i was like i felt like wearing a cowboy hat today 
So, <laughs> so the next day was Saturday when um, and so I got up and I was just like really excited, you know, really nervous, and it was the biggest, just this really big day for me. So I tweeted about it. I'm like, yesterday I felt like wearing a cowboy hat. Today is the day I get to wear my cap and gown. When, you know. So. I I just think that's amazing. You know, um, and do you, now, here's a, how is, you know, you're 18 years old, you just graduated high school, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you know, how is dating for you? How, like, do you have a girlfriend? Um, I'm currently single at the time, so, ladies listening, um, <laughs> um I, I, I was in a relationship, um, it didn't work out so well, <laughs> and I mean, her, and it was really great, because in the beginning, her parents actually t- took the time to get to know me, and they had like a 10-page list of questions about the HIV virus, and I sat down and I answered every single question they had. And I wish more parents would be like that, you know, instead of um, this one relationship I was in about a couple of years, you know. There's this girl's parents, I mean, they were cool with us being friends, but then once it came to, oh, I'd like to be more than that with your daughter, um, they just go off the hook and say, oh, you can't call my daughter anymore, you can't see my daughter anymore, and if you do, we'll get a restraining order against you or we'll move her to a different state. Wow. And other situations, it's just like you can't see my daughter anymore, and then we like kind of have to keep it a secret, you know? But I would really like it if, you know, parents just, like, sat down with me and answered my questions rather than going to fear directly. I mean... If you want me to be your daughter's friend, you know, you're going to see me around a lot, so you might just well ask the question then and there, right? I mean, so. Speaking of that, do you get a lot of emails and, um, you know, are you, are you on Facebook and stuff? Do people reach out to you a lot and, and ask you questions? Coming in? Um, I'm, just, I'm just curious, like, if you said you, you would like it if, if parents would ask you questions, but do... Do people in general and kids, and do you get a lot of emails from people asking questions about HIV? Um, no, I did have a question. Somebody sent me a question on uh, MySpace and was talking about uh, if I if I could ever have kids, you know. And I said, yeah, I can. And she's like. How I'm like, well, I can have sex and you know I'll be I'm I'm undetectable, but there's still a risk in that right. when you're undetectable. And you know there's also sperm washing. You can go to the doctors, get the HIV spin, spin out the sperm, and right. you know do it that way. Or right. there's always adoption. Right. There's a lot of orphans out there. <laughs> Somebody's got to love them. Right. <laughs> and then you do have a fan page on Facebook for Hope is Vital, right? I so just set that up um, not yep. too long ago, so there's no picture on it. There's like the, uh, I think a question mark or something right there. <laughs> That's fine, but it says Hope is Vital, so people can find you and become a fan of it on there. Yes, sir. Cool, cool, cool. Now, since you just graduated high school, um, obviously one of the things that, people would ask, are, are, do you plan on going to college? I do plan on going to college. Um, I don't know what's going about right now, but um, I'm just sleeping on it and praying on it and hoping it will just come to mind. Right now I have, since I'm just wanting to tour with and do stuff for my organization, maybe online college would be the best. But if I'm not doing that, then community college will be the best, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, the reason why that might be is because 
um, with all the absences I have in high school, um, I've really lowered my GPA, and so um, if you see my GPA, I think it's only about a 2.5 something, and that's for four years of full credit of all, all my credits, and that was one of the rough things was, um, is he healthy enough to go to school, or does he have to stay home because he's feeling sick? Um, is he going to miss first hour or second hour because his pills won't stay down? Um, so it was a wild ride, and, you know, I had a lot of absences. And just like the month before school ended, I got diagnosed with an ulcer and three erosions. And, I mean, that was the worst thing possible. It felt like somebody put a bunch of razor blades in your stomach and jingled them around with some razor blade hands. Ow. And it, it, yeah, it hurt. I mean, they had me on Vicodin and stuff, and I went to three different ER rooms, and then it's just horrible. So we didn't really touch on that, but how, I mean, so you just mentioned it briefly, but how was your health, and how is it now? Like, you, you know, you said you had a lot of absences. Were you really sick through high school, or was it pretty stable, or...? Right now, I believe it's uh, stable, um, but I, I, I feel like um, it's more like when I'm really active, when I was in cheerleading, I never missed a day of school. Like, right. seriously, I was like on at school because I was active, I was a cheerleader, I was working out, I was doing this, but then after cheerleading, cheerleading track season ended, I kind of just went to school and then went home and now I'm just at home, you know. So I, I feel like being physically active, uh, what we need to, it's that positive people need to be or they're just, you know, weak and their bodies and become weak and then I guess you're not going to have a really healthy body to fight it. So, so you Club ran track fight. in high school? Hmm? You yeah, I did track, in track and field for two years. Um, what did you run? First year, first year I did, uh, junior year I did track, I ran. And then our uh, senior year was more of a uh, discus and uh, shot. So. Oh, cool. Now, how was oh. the reaction of, like, uh, your, track mem- your track teammates? Come again? How was the reaction of your track um, teammates about your status? Um, they really didn't say anything to me. So, so it was kind they of just, they were just like, good throw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so know. funny. <laughs> I actually have a call on the line, so I'm going to um, bring them on for you. Okay. Caller, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Deb down in Florida. How are y'all doing today? Hey, hey Deb. We're doing good. Brian, I Brian, just wanted... I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I just wanted to commend you for, for speaking out about HIV. We need many more people your age doing it. I know... As an older activist, I I get kind of discouraged when I go to national meetings and 95% of the crowd is my age, which is nearing 50 and older, and we don't have that many young people showing up that are going to be the next generation of activists. So I really want to commend you for being out there and spreading the message at such a young age and doing such an excellent job of doing it. You're, you're an inspiration for other people your age. Uh, thank you. And I wish you continued success in your endeavors and your health. Uh, thank you, sir. Did you all have a Dad, wait, real quick, you, you, you're a long-term survivor. I just wanted to, to let Brian know a little bit about you. Um, how You've been HIV positive for how long? 28 years. I tested positive on February the 14th, 1982. 1982. 
there's some hope. <laughs> See that? 28 years. And you can actually be an activist and still maintain a somewhat normal life. <laughs> but continue success with your organization and speaking around the country and getting younger people to pay attention to this disease. And hopefully, um, supposedly Canada has found the vaccine, which will be going into clinical trials here in the States in the next few months. So, so we have even more hope on the horizon, hopefully, that will lead us closer to a cure. Sounds good. Dad, thanks Excellent. for calling in, man. Y'all have a great awesome. week. Stop I look back. forward to seeing you in D.C., Robert. Yep, I'll see you then. Bye-bye. That's cool. Dad's a really, really great guy. Um, you should check out his uh, website, Brian. It's dab, uh, the AIDS Bear Project, dot org. Really, really cool guy. He's actually a blogger on Taz I Am. Um, if you get a chance, you should check out you know, the social network that we have at pauseim.com and um, check it out. It might be something you might be interested in meeting other people. You know, there's a whole bunch of us there. All right. So um, has the week began with the kids? Are they there yet, or is this the week before? Um, the kids are here. Um, we They got here two days ago. They got here Sunday. Wait. No, they got here. What? <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Okay, no, no, never mind. They got here Monday. And there's still a couple kids coming in, you know. And they got how here many, Monday. How many, how, many, how many kids are there altogether? I think there's 100 this year. Oh, wow. And that's how much Camp Kendall has grown. And... I think it's great that they're growing because the more they grow, the more people they're reaching out to, right? I mean, so. No, that's amazing. And they're kids from all over, right, Brian? They're not just from, like, California. They're from everywhere. Um, Yeah, these kids, the kids in California or for the California camp or more of California, Oregon, and, like, you know, those West Coast states. And then... um, the camp in Nebraska is more from people East Coast and Midwest. I see. And what, what do you what are what are some things that you do there that you'll be doing this year at the camp that's different from when you were there before? Since you're you're doing more of uh, work there instead of you know going there as one of the campers. Oh, uh, what, what am what am I doing this year that I haven't? Yeah, like what will you be doing this year that that'll be you know, different than what you've done before? And um, I don't really know. That's another great question. <laughs> um, I guess I'm, I guess I'm gonna try and be more aspiring and there for the kids, um, and make sure they know I'm there for them and, like, know who I am, I mean, where I came from and what I'm doing, and hopefully they'll be inspired to be a part of that. And I think it's pretty awesome that I get to be in charge of my own Speak Out program with another yeah, console. Really cool. So. Now, um, do you have any uh, events coming up or any uh, of? Are you speaking anywhere, maybe uh, in your area or anywhere? Um, I've got a most event, most uh, things that we've booked are for um, during the school year. Okay. Um, there is just one organization, Comtree, who wanted me to, who already did one for them on last Friday, and they want me to do a couple more for the other branches. They have, and um, it's for kids who help kids who abuse substances, and I think it's kind of great to go to those places because I'm offering hope, and I'm trying to inspire them, and you know, just and I feel like you know it's just not me helping people because they have HIV. I, I would love to help anybody, you know. That's 
more of my God-given purpose than being an activist. It's more to help people in this world. I mean, if you ask my mom, every time my mom's like, Brian, what are you doing on Facebook? I'm like, Mom, I'm trying to, I'm helping a friend with a situation. At like 2 o'clock in the morning, if a friend needs to talk, I'll be like leaving my house in my car, and I'll be over at their house and helping them. And, you know, that's what I'm really dedicated to, helping others and trying to have a good height of service. Sounds like such a nice young man. (laughs) 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 Um, Your mother definitely raised you great. It's hard to believe that you're only 18, actually. It's like you've really done a lot with your life, so that's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, Brian, we are um, winding down to um, the last couple minutes. Uh, one of the questions we always, um, I try to ask everybody is, um, what has you becoming HIV taught you? All right, what, what was that question you had? What have you, what have you learned from your HIV status? What have I? Oh, what? I'm sorry, I dropped the phone again. What have What have you learned from your HIV status? Um, that hope is vital, and um, that there is a God, and um, I also learned that um. There are two kinds of people in this world, people who can live in the shadows and hide behind the walls or people who can stand, and the, or there's the people who can stand up on the wall and stay away from the shadows and make a difference rather than sitting around and moping about it. Well, that's definitely what you're doing. You're definitely making a difference. Well, Brian, I want to thank you for um, you know taking some time out of your day today while you're at Camp Kindle and and sharing your amazing story with us. Do you have any other thing you wanted to mention, maybe that we didn't get to get out? Um, I kind of think I got it all out. <laughs> yeah, um, good to me. Actually. Never mind, yeah, I, I got it all out, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you folks can learn more about Brian Jackson at hopeisvital.org, and you can also join his fan page on Facebook. Uh, just search Hope is Vital. Um, Brian, thanks again for tuning in, and, um, you know, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and your week at the camp. Yeah, fun at camp. All right, thanks. It's been a to be on here. All right, God bless. Bye. Bye. Uh, he is such an inspiration, Jack. I know. You know what? And I would, like, if I, I mean, some college should give him a scholarship. I mean, forget forget all the, you know, absences. And, I mean, he has a reason for all that stuff. It's like, you know, for he, he's he's got a lot of merit beyond a grade point average, I think. Anyways, I, that's just my personal opinion. But I don't know many 18-year-olds that could fill his shoes. So I think that's very impressive. Yes, I I'm, I was just blown away at his courage to do it at such a young age because I couldn't imagine doing it. it. Took me five years to do it. <laughs> yeah, know? and I mean, and I and I and I feel I feel especially when his mom came on and and explained that her life obviously took a a turn that she did not expect, which right. I think that happens to all of us when there's the HIV diagnosis that either happens to us or is close to us, but. You know, and at the time, it's really shocking, and you feel disappointed, and you feel like you have to, you know, you can't pursue your dreams or whatever, and how she was saying she was in medical school, and she had to change sort of the course of her life, but I think in the long run, we all reflect back on it, and like, look at the great work that Brian is doing that he wouldn't have done otherwise, and, you know, I think it's always a blessing in disguise. I think you just, it takes a little bit of time to realize that. Yeah, he should, he should definitely look into writing a book. Yeah, I think that. Would no, be really I mean, really I'm. Good. I, I, I know he was talking about community college, and, and who knows where his life is going to take him. But I wouldn't be surprised if 
you know, he wrote a great essay. He could get into any college he wants to. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, who knows? Um, who knows? Good see. luck to him. Right, right. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And remember, you can learn more about PauseIM Radio and our host at pauseim.com. And you can learn more about Jack at jackmackenroth.com. Uh, other than that, Sunday we have Shirley Jagalowski from Pause Peddlers on at 9 p.m. And then next Wednesday we have Larry Lefevre, and who's going to share his personal story with us. Um, Jack, have a great day, man. Right on, you too. All right, I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Trevor. Bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.